0: And away we go. It is another BCJ podcast right here on BearcatJournal.com. Brought to you, as always, by our friends at the Holy Grail. Make sure you're getting yourself down to the banks. Stop by the Grail. Support our good friends and longtime sponsors. And, uh, you know, make an event. Make a day of it. Have a good time, if you will. All right, David. It's uh it's an exciting one today.
1: Oh man, was it ever?
0: I wanted to poke my eyeballs out. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. AAC Media Days. I guess here's the good news, right? It's the final one.
1: Yeah, that's I don't
0: have to do this Mickey Mouse crap anymore.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's something, all right. I, uh, you know, it's it's fun to joke about, but, and obviously it doesn't affect us at all. We're not going regardless of, unless they had it in Cincinnati. Um, but it's just, it's the whole mentality of like, you're not doing Zoom because of COVID. No. So so, like, what are you doing it for? When, when you see, basically every other conference that I can think of did some form of in-person, you know, event, and it, it's supposed to be the kickoff to the season and the kind of like you know brag about yourself a little bit. Every commissioner's You know, uh, opening state of the conference, you know, is always about how great we are at this and how great we are at that, and we we won this many ball games and our graduation rates are this. Like, it's the it's talking season, but it's it's your one chance to like get on your high horse and say how good you are. Uh, And they just decide, you know what, we're just gonna like have a Zoom call and and have you
0: know. have the commissioner sit up there
1: for 45
0: minutes dave
1: i didn't watch a second of it i'm, oh I'm glad God, I didn't. it was so I bad time he,
0: he was he was talking about how terrible it would be if you know players unionized and um you know how great the conference is going to be like with a straight face, after he read off the six names that were joining the conference, and then he tried to downplay like the success of Cincinnati and and Houston and UCF, as if those aren't the three teams that have absolutely dominated this conference from the day it was, you know.
1: Memphis had a nice little little run. I mean, okay,
0: but they had a a, a very like a, a two sure. or three year window and everything else has been Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF. Like, but it wasn't that it was more like, you know, Cincinnati was four and eight. Like,
1: yeah, I okay. laughed, at, yeah, I laughed great. at that when you, you know, someone was asking about, you know, how do you, you know, what, what are your expectations or what? Well, I don't even know the exact question, but you know, he, his, his response was basically going down the litany of every school like he normally does, which always cracks me up. He has to, he feels like he has to say something nice about every school, regardless of how long ago that nice thing actually happened. And he was like, you know, we've seen how Cincinnati has risen or whatever. And just a couple years ago, just a few years ago, they were four and eight. And I'm like, like half a decade ago, they six were six years and eight. ago, right? They've won 11 games or more outside of the COVID year where they would have won 11 games or more like five years in a row. Like, I don't think we're really still needing to bring up the four and eight season. It's clearly that's not who they are. You know, he's talking about it's time to break away from the NCAA. And I'm like, okay, is, is your conference going to be? Uh, involved in that breakaway. So yeah, I, I'm glad I didn't watch. Um, you know, we'll, we'll get into the preseason poll. I, I did not write down what our what our preseason poll was, so I need you to to go back and we need to compare how close we got.
0: crap What? I think I might have thrown that away.
1: Oh my. The bit is ruined.
0: Nope, I got it. I think I got it. Yep, I got it. I got it.
1: So the uh, the media preseason poll is Houston won with one more total point than Cincinnati, but three less first place votes, which makes me question how the – like, I don't know how the point dis- distribution goes, but like
0: – Well, it just means there's a bunch of people that voted them third.
1: First right. But does first. it mean that someone voted them fourth?
0: Potentially. I mean, I, yeah. UCF got what, seven first place votes? Seven first place so votes. You would have to assume that the people, most of the people that voted UCF first probably voted Houston second.
1: I would guess. I would guess. Uh, yeah. UCF third, SMU, Memphis, East Carolina, which brought on a nice little Twitter conversation today that we'll get into as a lifelong pirate fan um Tulane Tulsa South Florida Navy and Temple like actually like a lot behind Navy <laughs> so a lot
0: not a lot of faith in Temple these days no
1: uh so how how did we do
0: so we had Houston and UCF we were both like basically we were in line with this like right
1: I had you and I first, went first you had Houston yeah. first yeah we both had UCF uh, third.
0: SMU fourth. We did? Yeah.
1: Alright. That was, that was out of the hat.
0: Uh Memphis, or no, we had Tulane fifth.
1: Okay, they're seventh.
0: Memphis six. Okay,
1: they're, they're fifth. fifth.
0: USF seven.
1: Alright, they're they're nine.
0: Tulsa eight. Nailed it. They're eight. ECU nine. That was okay. the hat portion.
1: That was our that was our yeah. So that was our only one that was off by like More than than two spots.
0: Yeah. And And we got a couple
1: exactly right.
0: Yeah, we had Navy 10, Temple 11. I, you know, they could have accomplished this by picking names out of a hat.
1: Yeah. Could have done like a uh, NBA draft lottery ping pong ball machine.
0: Right. (laughs) Um. Here's the thing, and Luke said he probably would have picked Houston first.
1: Uh, diplom- that, that Luke is very diplomatic.
0: I, but I think like the reason he gave for it is the exact same reasoning I have. Like they have a really good veteran quarterback.
1: Oh, I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm just,
0: and remember, this is this is this was my comment when we talked about it, Dave. The Zoom AAC sucks. We're on to the Big 12. I, I, I wish we were playing in the Big 12 in five weeks, Richard. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. We we have to put up with this for one more year, so we have to talk about it. Unfortunately, I don't want to, by any stretch of the imagination. Trust me. Um. But thanks for the donation. But thanks for the donation. I'm just you know, I'm just letting Dave know we don't want to do this, <laughs> or Richard, no, we we don't want to do this either.
1: We do it for the for the love of the Bearcats.
0: Yeah. And
1: been, and you all.
0: And you all. Even though you don't want to hear about it either. <laughs> <laughs> um, but back when I said that I would probably have Houston first in terms of a preseason poll, a lot of it was because of, of having a veteran quarterback. A lot of it was because they don't play Central Florida or Cincinnati. Yeah, I
1: right? mean, their schedule is definitely – you know, just like it was last year, aligned yeah. to give them a pretty good chance of, and, you know, would not surprise me one bit if they went undefeated, because their non-conference is not, I mean, they lost their opening game last year to Texas Tech. Now they play Texas Tech at home, uh, I think, but, a, you know, a new coach and, you know, all they got, you know, Clayton Tune coming back and everything that we've talked about, so, you know, it wouldn't stun me if they went 12 and out.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't, like, if you ask me right now, I think this is the thing, if you ask me right now who's going to be the one seed, I, I would pick Houston. Like, I, I just think that that makes the most sense, like, that there's a chance, because Cincinnati has a much tougher schedule, that they slip up somewhere along the way.
1: Well, much tougher relative. And
0: it's well, yeah, it's AAC, relative, but AAC
1: parlance,
0: <laughs> yeah, but, but it's relative to the fact that Houston doesn't have to play,
1: right? The only difference, the only big difference is UCS to go to UCF,
0: yeah, and SMU, which thanks. We'll see if they're any different under a new coach.
1: Stink, they all, all these teams stink.
0: I agree, but there were a couple games against these teams that stink last year that.
1: Well, I'm not saying they're going to like blow them all out. Just like I didn't say that last year.
0: Right. But you needed a veteran group to kind of yeah. pull through the fire on a couple of those games. We'll, we'll see if they're able to do that with a less experienced group this year. That's not to say that they won't. It's just we're going to have to find out in real time. Um, but the thing I also said. uh Alton
1: McCaskill, and he's out for yeah. the year of the tour ACL. Yeah.
0: He got hurt in spring ball, right? Early yeah. in spring ball.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, the, the thing that I said that I, I think makes perfect sense, though, we're talking about right now. What What's what's also very likely is by the time that we get to December, Cincinnati is better than Houston.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not interested in how good you see is te- necessarily in September when you're breaking in a. a I'll just you know, throw quotations around a new quarterback. Yeah, you're, you know, and you're and really you're breaking in a new quarterback, and you got a lot to figure out in the defensive backfield. I feel pretty good about everything else, and I'm, it's not that I don't feel good about those spots. It's just unanswered questions. Correct. So. Um, so yeah, I would, you know, great. When you're doing a preseason
0: thing like,
1: right. The preseason the thing is always questions
0: be, <laughs> are the unanswered questions.
1: The preseason thing for UC is, is that they lost a bunch of dudes.
0: Which is factual. They lost a bunch of dudes.
1: <laughs> I mean, it like kind of shows you how good real. they are, what people think of their depth and, and what they're able to do, um, And it tells you shows you a little bit about the rest of the league as well. But I mean, outside of your Ohio States, your Alabama's, Georgia, nobody's you know, very few of teams that are putting like that many guys out in one specific draft class are then also being picked to finish first in the league the very next year.
0: Right. That's an Alabama, Ohio State Clemson thing, right? Yeah, you lost half of your, you know, half of your starting unit uh, collectively to the NFL, and we still think you're better than anybody else. Like that's 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 generally reserved for rarefied air. Yes. Um, but I don't. I mean, I can I can I get to my my one takeaway from today?
1: Is it the same one we talked about earlier? Yeah. Yeah it's you know the
0: worst, the, the absolute worst thing in media? The people get on a Zoom call, like that thing went today till like 4 o'clock.
1: Oh, yeah. Like the last team was at like 4 or
0: 4.30. Yeah. And they sit there for six, seven hours just so that they can ask every coach and every player for a comment on the team that they covered.
1: And I'm sure that this isn't, like, the only conference that it happens in. Well, but like but, but the but other when reason, they're in
0: person, like, you've traveled there.
1: To cover like, a specific team. And then when your team right. isn't there anymore, you're not just paying extra nights in the hotel room. Right. Like, Tennessee was Thursday, last day, at SEC Media Days. I'm pretty sure that most – I mean, maybe some did, but I'm sure that some – Showed up on Thursday. They didn't come on Monday to ask Mike Leach his thoughts on Head Josh Heupel and right. and the and the balls this year. But on the AAC call, you have media multiple media people just. Hey, Coach Fickle. I uh, just wanted to get your t- thoughts on what uh, Dana Holgerson's been doing. You know what he's been able to do down in Houston. What is one? What is Luke going to say? Right. Like, I wanted him to say, well, yeah, it's been fine. We've kind of kicked the shit out of him every time we've played him, but, you know, he's got things moving in the right direction. <laughs> but no, he's going to be super they're polite.
0: No, they're no Cincinnati. Yeah, they're, he's I mean, doing all right.
1: I'd have been like, did you watch the AAC championship game?
0: <laughs>
1: like, he's going to be super polite and say, I devoted them first two because they got a quarterback and Dana's really got it. Like, but like, I, as, some, as someone who would then consume that content, I don't care what, you know, some other coach says because I know what he's going to say. What is he going to say? Right. I just, like Nothing you said, I, I can't can imagine interest. just sitting there through all those Zooms just to ask what, you know, Coach X thinks about what this other team is doing.
0: Raise your hand in the Zoom call. Wait for your turn. Have to be attentive and pay attention to the point, whole thing.
1: Point. Did you change your last name? Uh, no, why? Because Chad Bren Brown yeah. was asking was asking questions today. So whatever. He <laughs> should have just been like, yeah, this one's for you, Chuck. Like, how come you cut us out of the media poll? <laughs> Actually, is not for Coach Fickle.
0: Yeah, Chuck. Uh, we voted last year, uh, but this year we didn't. Uh, we didn't get the invite. Can you uh, can you elaborate on
1: on what happened? Is there anything is it the names out of the hat thing? Is there anything in the poll itself that you just pers- aside from our sophomoric uh, ideas? Is there anything that jumped out to you? Is I don't know something Not that really. You... I mean, it's
0: part of it. I guess is that I don't care.
1: Well, that's enough. The... yes. I agree. Uh,
0: so I. I don't know. It doesn't. I do. Mean, like...
1: I do have a a, comp- a comparison. I wanted to run by you. Okay. So today on the Twitter, our good friend Meg Mo. Egger and uh, Megan Meg coffee who used to be w- with UC. Yes. Uh, got a, had a little Twitter bet on who would finish higher Memphis or ECU. And I jumped in and said, I want some of that action on ECU. And so there was, you know, some fun back and forth and uh, Justin Williams, also a good f- friend of the show said that I just can't quit as in me like Dave just can't quit the AAC and I sent him a gif of Tyrone Biggums <laughs> and it made me think is the AAC is Tyrone Biggums the AAC
0: uh like they show up at the at the what? Like CFP it, meetings, and they're like,
1: like for the five o'clock, I'm yeah, for the crack five, crack five, crack five o'clock free crack giveaway. Like <laughs> I want to quit them, but I, but my team is still there, so I can't fully quit. I'm trying to go to rehab, but it's just not, <laughs> it's just not working. And then I get a flyer. It's like I'm here for the five. Is this the five o'clock free crack giveaway? <laughs> yeah. Like it's the just, AAC is like
0: free Friday.
1: It's like bad. Like I won't, I won't throw a specific state out there, but just like bad, bad state, redneck, white trash, drugs. Yeah,
0: I mean, kind of. Well, and it's also because we ha- like we we can't quit it yet. No. Like, even if we wanted to go cold turkey right
1: now, we can't. But like, you We're, know, I like, mean, I'm like a full consumer of pretty much all football. Yes. I feel fairly confident that next year I will not consume any AAC football. Yeah, I I will
0: have absolutely zero interest in the AAC. Football. Like I already
1: do not consume much of the whole novelty of like Maction.
0: Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't.
1: I will pay. watch. I will watch like some Sunbelt stuff that they're getting getting very good, and they've got some interesting programs and whatnot. But like. Without UC, UCF, and Houston, like who cares? Right. Like what? What are you like? What are you watching? Right. There are no brands left that really move the needle.
0: Now you're right.
1: It, yes, it, I it, just it, kind of thought like the conference is Tyrone Biggum's.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess the only the only difference there would be. You know you, you you giving up like going cold turkey is not an option because I think if this were a drug and we get to neck like we get to uh the last basketball game of the AAC tournament yeah, but
1: like then I'm moving up to like the bougie drugs that you get in like in like the big parties in Dallas and i'm not I'm not showing up because someone handed me a flyer, no. <laughs>
0: We're here because we have to be here.
1: Yeah. I got to get my fix. It's not a good, it's not a good fix, but
0: (laughs) it's bad for your health.
1: It really is. It really is. It's, It's very hard to be a fan of a middling SEC team. So I still watch like a lot of SEC football. And then I'm just like, oh yeah, let me flip over to the SMU Memphis game to see if that matters for UC. And
0: then you're like, can I change the channel? Do I have to watch this? And then instantly you're like, what other games are on right now?
1: (laughs) I mean, and I don't, I don't believe this for, and I don't believe this for one second, but it's like, part of me is kind of like, you know, if UC took like one or two losses early in conference play. Like, and I didn't have to watch the rest of this, the other teams all season. That wouldn't be the worst thing that ever happened. (laughs) Right. You're like not in the running to make the, the conference championship you don't have to watch any of these other crap fests.
0: <laughs> I think Luke would disagree with you there.
1: Well, he should, he's the coach. I'm just a right. fan.
0: Um Yeah, I mean basically the only conference champions have been Houston.
1: No, Houston's never won it.
0: Didn't they win right at the beginning? Or no, they, or fell they apart. No,
1: I don't know. I mean, we tied them the one year with Tuberville. Um, yeah, Memphis won one year when Houston may have won it the one year when they had like William Jackson, but when they went to the Peach Bowl, I but they, they lost did. two, they lost two conference games that year. So I don't even remember because that was the big thing when they upset Oklahoma. Temple beat Navy in a conference championship game. And that shows you where the, the American, <laughs> the conference um, but I don't remember because I remember, like, the whole big thing while UC was making their run last year was the talk was how Houston had the chance when they had that Oliver and they beat Oklahoma the first game of the year and then they beat Louisville, but then they lost to Navy when they were, like, 6 or 7-0. and oh, And I think they lost again in the regular season. So I'm not even sure if they made the conference title, but I do remember they beat um, – Florida State in the Peach Bowl. So maybe they would have had to have won it to get the – new. I don't know. But, yeah, Memphis won it at least once when they beat – when they played Penn State in the Cotton Bowl. Central Florida won it twice. Uh, UCs obviously won it twice. Temple won it once. And then I don't remember – shit, I don't even remember back. Like, I remember – UC beat Houston on the in the last game at Paul Brown to like three way tie. Uh, one of Tuberville's the first two years. I don't know if it was the first or the second.
0: Right.
1: Yes, Richard, we had like I could not be less or more apathetic towards something than I am. Yeah, this, I just don't this. care. And you know what's going to be even worse, Chen? Basketball season. Oh. Because it's just man. longer and there's more damn games. Yeah. But again, thank you for the donation. Yes, thank you, sir. Richard, you're awesome. Thank you. Like but, football uh, season football season flies by because it's, it's it's one game a week. It's Saturday. There's 50 other games on and you can pick like basketball, it's like okay, you see's playing Thursday night against Tulsa and there's only two or three other games on, or you know. It's gonna be oh my god 18 games oh
0: here's yeah and, uh, and with
1: football I hope we're very exciting even if we don't win just be very exciting
0: <laughs> with, with football there's a rhythm to it like there's a there's a pulse to it right like Saturday's the games Tuesday is the the media press conference all that stuff we get to go to practice. The BBP on Monday, the BCJ pod on Thursday, like there's a flow to it all. Basketball, because of the nights, everything gets jumbled around and you got to rearrange this and move that and do this. And you got to stay up for those like nine o'clock tip offs at SMU. And like, oh, my gosh, I, I didn't even I, I have my brain hasn't even gotten to that yet, Dave, that we're going to oh. have to go through another Basketball season in this it's league?
1: Six o'clock Sunday night games, nine o'clock Thursday games. Oh,
0: six o'clock NFL, like, or four o'clock NFL Sunday games. Like, I want to gouge my eyes out.
1: I mean, that's the other thing I like with the Big 12 is you get into an, a cadence. Now, I don't know exactly theirs, but then and, and things might change depending on what the TV contract comes, but it's like, they're on Big Monday, they play on Saturdays, and I don't know if it's th- Wednesdays or Thursdays, but it's like, that's it. It's very oh. simple.
0: Oh,
1: oh yes, Matt, Matt mentions the annual 12 o'clock Sunday tip in Greenville.
0: Or like the, the, the 1 o'clock Super Bowl Sunday tip-off.
1: Mm-hmm. Because tons of people are amped up for that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, I'm getting sad, man. We need to move on to another another topic. Although we do have, you know, it's it's a ways away, but we have already started putting our uh, heads together on a uh, possible, you know, maybe a little bit of a celebration for everybody.
0: That weekend's gonna be it's gonna be threading a tight needle. Because it's fourth. It's essentially 4th of July weekend.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. I mean, July 1st, 2023 is on a Saturday. The 4th will be on Tuesday. So everybody's
0: going to be partying that Saturday, probably, really, right? Because Sunday, you're going to have to get up and go to work. Monday night, people will be partying, but you'll have work that day.
1: Uh, you no, know, I don't know. I mean, some places might give you work off on Monday.
0: Give you a three-day week?
1: I got the fourth and fifth off this year.
0: Well. Good for you.
1: I know. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure we can still drum up a nice little crowd.
0: Yeah. Like I, I just mean like venue-wise and like like
1: sure, sure.
0: How how hard in the paint we can go.
1: Oh, well, I'm gonna go gonna hard be. to celebrate this sucker.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it just I, I don't know, Dave. I like Oresco was talking today. And like my eyes just glossed over. Like I,
1: well, it's because we've heard the same shit from him for a decade. Yeah, it, and like, nothing really changed. And and nothing. And and that that necessarily is not his fault. Like there's so much, you know.
0: Yeah, I'm not blaming it on him. I'm just saying in general, like nothing really changed.
1: Yeah. Oh, well
0: I didn't uh, it, it, how interesting was AAC media day I didn't see any comments on Twitter at all today really from any of the coaches outside of Luke fickle uh,
1: I didn't see uh, any comments from like any national media person. <sighs> that's what I'm talking of, about yeah maybe like uh, I think Chris Vanini tweeted about Resco saying that they should break away from the NCAA um, but that was. That was definitely. I think that was like it.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't think he's a bad guy. Like, I don't hate Mike Garesco per se. I just I don't care anymore. Like, it's no. um, I I know somebody in this situation right now, right? So they 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 recently had a kid. They broke up, but times is tough right now, Dave. So like. Getting a new place. Did I freeze or did you freeze? Oh,
1: okay. No, I got you.
0: Uh, okay, I, I thought I froze for a second. Uh, like getting a new place and moving out on your own is like uh, a hell of a challenge right now. So they're just living together in separate bedrooms.
1: For clarification, it's not me. It's not you. No, it's not I don't, th- I don't think we would be airing that on on this podcast if it was air.
0: Just somebody, else, I don't even really, it's its not directly connected to me, but I just know of a situation like that where they're just living together. Like UC Houston and UCF are, are just living in the same house as the American Athletic Conference right now. They don't want to be there. They're, they're building a new home. The new home isn't ready yet. <laughs>
1: yeah, like they, they were able to sell their house faster than they thought. Right. And they basically didn't want to get an apartment, so they're back living with their parents until the house is done.
0: Yeah. And they're just stuck. Just stuck. I don't, do you want to call your parents the AAC? I'd, I'd rather call your parents, like, the ex that you don't want to be with. No, that's
1: fine. You call, your pa- <laughs> call your parents the ex you don't want to be with? Or the AAC? I think you meant the, the AAC.
0: AAC. Right. <laughs> you don't want to be with the AAC anymore. You're just stuck living in the house. I don't know if you want to compare your parents to the AAC yeah. in that. In that, uh...
1: certainly not mine.
0: Right. So yeah, it's like the ex that you broke up with, and, and you're waiting on your new place, but you're not able to move into your new place yet. So you just got to go through the motions for for a couple months before you can get out. And 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 Rich Richard nailed it. It's total apathy. Total. I I don't. Like, we're going to have to do these podcasts here in, like, two months. um, And and I'm not going to care at all. No. Didn't SEC media members steal your draw out of a hat to pick preseason rankings? Vandy got a first place vote in the SEC East. Here's the thing, Jason.
1: I actually appreciate that because it's someone just totally making a mockery of – yeah, uh, a, a preseason media poll. Like, yeah, I'm gonna vote for Vandy because guess what? None of this matters. Right. So, um, I and vo- I, I could vote for Georgia. Okay, just you know. Oh well.
0: But at least we we honored the sanctity of it by saying these are the three teams at the top. These are the two teams at the bottom. I have no clue on these teams in the middle, so we're just gonna draw them out of a hat.
1: Because they're all the same, man. I mean, we still get Tulane and Tulsa mixed up. How, when, when did they join this league? Like
0: 2013? Yeah. We're nine years in and still don't know them apart. Uh, if we get dumped by the hot conference, it will the ugly conference always take us back? The AAC would trip over themselves to take back Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF.
1: They'd probably kick out Temple.
0: Yeah. They they'd be like, "Uh, yeah, yeah. Come on, come on back. You guys look, you're looking super hot. Have you been working out?" (laughs) Yeah. Is that are you on a diet, man? You look good. Feeling the biceps, like gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Please bring your money back to our conference. Yeah. Please, pretty please. Uh, Yes, they would always take Cincinnati back. (laughs)
1: i'd rather be independent see what happens
0: (laughs) (laughs) we've done that before right it didn't go so well
1: i think it's one of the nineteen thousand different conglomerations and conferences and that's the thing i laugh about with conference realignment you got all these fans that are losing their minds because they've they're just used to the same thing for 100 years i'm like UC's been in like seven conferences since I've been alive.
0: That's it? Feels like more?
1: Uh, I think that's it.
0: I know, I'm being sarcastic.
1: Metro, Great Midwest, Conference USA, Big East, American, and now Big 12. So is that six?
0: Were they independent at all in your life? No, that I think they were a, That might be in my life.
1: I think they were independent. I think they were in the metro um, when I was born.
0: Yeah, that might be in my life. I I guess the question though is, does it? Does it? And I know Aaron time stamped us, and we're just continuing kind of on with this line of conversation a little bit. Does it take away from your anticipation of this season a little, knowing that we have to go through it in this league one more time?
1: Um, I'm not sure if it takes away my anticipation. I think the thing that I've noticed is, and maybe it's prisoner of the moment and maybe things have been this way the last couple of years, but I feel like we're like a month away from the season and nobody's actually talked about any football yet. And that's not just like a UC thing. Like, so I feel like there's a lot of, a lot of information out there or a lot of people out there that don't really like it might be a, a great way to like jump on some early uh wagers because they're just yeah like, everything has been about off off the field kind of stuff um it doesn't like I'm I'm not any less excited for the season because we're leaving the conference and like going through the season is kind of a, a drain in that respect because I think we're still going to be pretty darn good and I think they can still win the league but if and we might have even talked about this before if if they were like um doing a full on rebuild that would be a different story. Yeah. That would be a tough slog.
0: Yeah to sit through uh
1: we're like yeah the games matter but we're not expecting to be Real good, so it's like, okay, great, we're going to a bowl game, whatever you know. Right. And then we're but we're still like trading wins and losses week to week and and stuff like that. Like that would be a rough go.
0: That would not be fun.
1: But I think like once we get to week zero and like games start and we're like in game week, I think everybody's gonna be right back at it, like full throttle, ready to go. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Great. Thanks. <laughs> my daughter's distraught. What happened? She went to the Reds game today with my dad and What's... has a t-shirt tan. Oh no! And it's messed up the tan that you know the the perfect golden brown oh. that she oh. has. Uh, she has worked on all summer. Oh, so she's, it. she's got tan lines right here and right here, and oh, she just no. walked in and she was just dis- despondent.
1: It's <laughs> like so can't even form a sentence <laughs> pointing, like, and, 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 and. so she was i think will survive she was one of the 27 people there
0: my dad got free tickets so i
1: think everybody there got free, you're free
0: right tickets. <laughs> i guess one of his friends companies uh you know, has, like, season tickets, like, and right next literally to the diamond can't, seats.
1: can't give them away.
0: Right. So, they ended up with my dad, who has no connection. It, it actually wasn't his friend. It was his friend's daughter's company. <clears throat> so, she gave the tickets to her mom. Her mom gave the tickets to my dad. And, you know. It was like, such a good time. My stepmom left in the top of the second inning and went to, like, the air-conditioned, like, restaurant that's there. Yeah. I would too. And sat there on site until everybody was ready to leave.
1: Yeah, we're going to the Bengals practice on Saturday, and the Reds play later that night. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be more people at the Bengals practice than the Reds game.
0: Did you see the pictures from the Redskins practice the other day? I did not. There was like seven people there.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. That was embarrassing. embarrassing. Yeah, embarrassing. The Redskins aren't or the Washington. What are they called now? The Commanders. Yeah, the
0: commanders. I'm sorry, that was politically why, incorrect of me to call.
1: Why them didn't you ideas. just keep the Washington Football Team? Like that's not know, bad that was at all. awesome. And, and know their, their, their uniforms stink too.
0: Yeah, uh, your wife does not love your farmer's tan, Matt. She just tells you that. But yeah, she does, she's been she's, think she's think been working on it. She's been working on a. Aaron's Aaron's girlfriend does not love his farmer's tan either. But that's why he wears shirts cut to the nipples. Then <laughs> I have to tell him, Aaron, you can't have your nipples on
1: YouTube. <laughs> is, that ag- is that against the rules?
0: No, it, it's against uh, BCJ policy.
1: BC, BCJ policy. Our BCJ. Po- we have an our,
0: anti-nipple.
1: policy. Our uh, protocols our and chefs. procedures book is is pretty <laughs> thick.
0: <laughs> no nipples. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's get to let's get to uh, camp. Starts next week. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this yet. I, I guess I'm gonna. So you anyway. Probably
1: shouldn't.
0: I mean, I think they'll survive at this point. Uh, the, the The tentative plan. How about if I say it like this? The tentative can just,
1: plan. Can just get our axes taken away.
0: No, the tentative plan will be uh, Wednesday on campus. They report Tuesday. Practice Wednesday. Go to higher ground Thursday, practice Friday. So we'll be at practice Wednesday and Friday next week. Um, so look for that as we'll have our usual camp reports um, every day and nightcaps every night and a couple podcasts a week. So uh, you will be getting all the camp information you could ever wish and dream for coming from Bearcat Journal here over the next I think it's it's almost three weeks, like two and a half, a little over two and a half weeks uh, of camp. Um, So you'll hear my thoughts on all of this stuff uh, throughout. But today is the day we have Dave. So I'm interested in hearing uh, some of the things that Dave is, I don't know if like looking for or, or, you know, what's your... uh, what's your pre-camp like checklist is of things that are interesting to Dave Simone? How about, that? Oh,
1: let's see. What is interesting to Dave Simone? Um, I'm not even going to say the quarterback situation because like, no, yes, no of kid- course. No kidding. Um I am going to, I am interested in, you know, whether you talk to him, whether we get to talk to him on the side, whether somebody else like, I'm interested to see Gino's, and yes, we all know Gino called plays last year, but like it wasn't technically his offense. This is like Gino's offense. Right. So I'm interested to see like, what does that mean? What is, you know, how does he go about incorporating both tight ends maybe differently than they were used last year? Uh, I know we've talked a lot about, and I think even he maybe has mentioned the screen game being a bigger factor, like just, you know, asking him what's different, what's staying the same, what are your points of emphasis in spring practice outside of, you know, figuring out who the hell is going to be your quarterback, um, stuff like that. Uh, I'm interested in seeing, does someone step up in a true rush end? Capacity. I think they have a a solid defensive line, even with the losses. I think they have a fairly deep defensive line, even with the losses. But is this going to be more of like a, a bunch of dudes get three or four, three or four sacks, or is there somebody that can step up, uh, demand a double team, be more of a speed presence than having like, you know, your Juwan Briggs? Jabari Taylor and Malik Van who are I would say solid r- rushers and but they're all in that more of like stout uh physical body bag you type
0: of, I think Jabari's going to surprise people.
1: Of, no, and he very well might. Kind of like I mean very similar to maybe like how Elijah Ponder did. His, Ponder, that's that's
0: a, I think that's a great comparison.
1: Um but like does someone just come out where they can st- can split them out wide and just like, say like, just, just rush, just just pin your ears back. See if you can cause some disruption. We'll clean it up on the other side. Um, I am actually interested in the linebacking group in the sense of, I think it's actually really deep and I want to see how, how guys get snaps. Does Jaheim Thomas does circumstance turn him into that person that I just mentioned? Uh, not, I think that not, we saw
0: it in the spring. Like on passing not, downs.
1: Not all the time, provided. but yeah. on occasion. Because like, you know, and I know I think Justin was on with Mo today while I was picking up Will, and he kind of mentioned like five of the 11 best defensive players might be linebackers. Or at least five of the eleven that they think are the best and can also probably count on the most.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're talking about Pace, Van Fossen, Huber.
1: And, then, and pace and, and pace. Like, how do you get those guys on the field if you're gonna keep running a 3-3-5?
0: And the most physically imposing might not be in that group in Jack Dingle.
1: Some would s- say an Adonis. Some would
0: say as an Adonis.
1: But yeah, so I'm interested to see like who who plays what in, in certain situations are they. Are they moving guys around? Are they, you know, how how does that all work out? Because, you know, some you, you're going to have to try to figure out a way to get all those guys on the field, I would think. Yeah, not, I mean, the easiest not way. not obviously would... together, but, right. um, but how does that work? And then obviously the secondary, just seeing who looks comfortable, who's not blowing coverages to a veteran wide receiver group. Who's who who looks like they can be counted on, Um, you know, who does someone step up or do multiple guys step up to where, you know, does Arquan go back into the slot? Does he stay outside? Does someone step up in the slot that allows him to stay outside? I'm Um, excited
0: to see Sammy in the slot. Yeah, I think that has a chance to be really good.
1: And he's been, he's the guy that I've kind of been, you know, we've kind of picked DBs over the last couple yeah. years of like, and he's kind of been my guy that, I've, that I'm waiting on. Um, you know, so those are kind of the, the high mark ones. Uh, I, you know, how much zone does the defense show in? Um, I think that's a, in, in camp and can, and can those guys play it like it's they're just it's two totally different mindsets it's there's a lot more trust involved there you know you've gotten these big physical corners and then now you're going to ask them to play off coverage and pass guys off and trust that a receiver going all the way across the field is going to get picked up and you know someone's eyes aren't going to be diverted to you know, a tight end going across the field when it should be waiting for this other receiver coming the opposite direction behind him. Stuff like that. Like how much. Zone, zone,
0: the zone question. It's one of the things I, that Aaron and I are going to, you know, do a little uh, nightcap on before camp starts, because I think that is the fascinating part of the corner question, because I mean, Kobe played a lot of zone principles. Like he was still, Kind of in man, but he played off. Um gave a little he, bit more You have, space to, on you the have back to play side. off
1: because you've got you've got no help. Like you can't just right. get beat like on a on a quick hitch and come up and miss a tackle. Right, playing that side of the field, like you have to. You can't play true like bump all over the field all the time. Like right. he's got to play off a bit on at the field.
0: But the boundary, like we're not going to see. They don't have anybody at this point, and maybe somebody will emerge uh, over time, but you're not going to be able to just press man their number one receiver, have very little help over the top from the boundary safety, and just think, like, this is going to work the way it did last year.
1: No, dudes will be running free all over the place.
0: And... Like if you remember when Trestle first started running the defense, there was a little bit more zone than I think that they wanted to than they wanted to play. And then as he dialed in over the course of the season, it got back to a lot of like the, the Freeman stuff. But if you look back into to, to Trestle's background, it's you know, there was a lot of like zone, zone blitz, like zone pressure type stuff. That you know, maybe now we see him be able to get into that bag a little bit more mm-hmm. because the defense is gonna be um quite a bit different than last year's group that had essentially played three years together. Right. You know, outside of a couple different spots that that had guys leave. Like that was a group that played a shit ton of football together. So um, the zone question, I think, is is really interesting. Um, Matt's a stop and run is my biggest question. Well, this is a defensive line that I think is much more designed to stop the run than, than a year ago. Like, a, yeah, and, I think and, you would agree Brooks was a – Brooks was outstanding. He was awesome. But he was a three-tech, like, rush guy, get-up-the-field guy. He wasn't yeah, he was- a –
1: He's a 3 tech playing zero because they run three through five.
0: Right, so now you're he, getting to a zero and he, and Briggs.
1: He used his quickness more than you know. He used his power too, but I mean his his first step was what won him yeah. matchups. And your linebacking core, even like, I think you're more athletic. Uh, now, yeah.
0: I mean, Jahim's more athletic than DeBlanco, but Beavers was
1: a hell of an athlete. No, but that's why I'm, that's why I just said that because if you're talking about stopping the run, you're talking you're typically talking about the middle.
0: Yeah, DeBlanco was pretty good at the run, like stopping the run.
1: though. He was. I think Huber though too is pr- is pretty athletic too.
0: Yeah.
1: So um, um,
0: I- I'd say there. I'd say it's about a wash, personally.
1: I'm. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I imagine they'll probably be, like, very similar against the run. The question the is going to come down to the pass defense. Like, yeah. they were giving up. Like, they had the number one or number two pass efficiency defense two years no, in a row one. in the entire yeah. country. Yeah, Like, they were giving up, like, less than 200 yards passing a game.
0: In, in today's college football, that is insanity. Insanity. In a league that more often than not likes to – chuck the ball around. Yeah. UCF, SMU, ECU, Houston. Houston, Yeah. Like, those teams like to throw it around. And guess what? They played the Bearcats. That wasn't really an option.
1: Yeah, I mean, their toughest tests last year were when teams – it's few and far between, but, like, Tulsa was one, obviously Alabama. Big, big, big physical offensive line that just want to run straight ahead.
0: Well, and – and had no problem saying, you know what, we don't, we're not going to throw, like, yeah. we're just, we're just not going to do it. Like, we know we're not going to be able to succeed at it. We'll do it if we have to. But by right. and large, well, we're going to run. The pass is too
1: ingrained in, in, most of these teams' offenses for them to just go, yeah, we're just going to run it seventy-five percent of the time and see what happens. Right, like they can't help themselves. To throw, And they don't have the offensive lines that like Tulsa and Alabama had that were, you know, Tulsa's had got a guy drafted in the first round, had another guy drafted. Like they had big dudes that just wanted to come straight ahead.
0: Correct. So um, if you guys, and, and this is, I think this is probably going to be outside of, I mean, outside of the mailbag, but in like a live format, if you guys want to fire like your camp questions into the chat um, and you want to you want to donate? That would be great. But if not, just <laughs> fire your camp questions in the chat, and Dave and I will get to uh, get to as many of them as we can because this is probably the the best opportunity to do so. Um, I would think on on these different formats as we get rolling. Um, but yeah, like the, the past is definitely like I, I've said it, you've said it. People are going to lose their damn minds when this team gives up, inevitably, 300 passing yards in a game this year.
1: Like, I want to go back.
0: They're going to blame.
1: I want to go back and look and see what the longest. I mean, I don't even know how I would find this out. I know some advanced metrics would have it, but I don't think we have access to it. Like, what's the longest air yards pass they've given up in the last two years? Like, not the. Some pop pass or five-yard pass where the guy ran a long ways. Like, right, like
0: the Memphis game where they the hit the guy in the flat. Yeah, played.
1: like uh, Ryan O'Keefe in the UCF that, you know, play or whatever, they had a long run last year. Like, yeah. it Sauce tracked him down. Um, or Tank Dell took that short pass in the AAC championship game and, like, cut it back across the hole. Like, what's the longest air yards pass they've given up? Like, is it the touchdown in the in the Cotton Bowl? That was Probably. like 30, 30 or 40 yards in Probably. the air, like 30 yards in the air.
0: I mean, I think – didn't Kobe have one or two at, at some point where somebody got him just on a jump ball?
1: I mean, maybe, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's – But, yeah, like, it, it's, it happened it, it's so, so few and far between. we literally can't remember. There's never been, like, a, a traditional, like – like Dez to Tyler Scott on the first play of the game or the you know, last year or Dez to Jaden Thompson in the uh what is it so either the second or the fourth quarter last year just fifth just rear back and chuck it like 50 55 yards
0: right uh uh Pierce was it against Memphis where he just went down uh and and jumped over the guy the the, the early in the game yeah at Memphis uh, Lambig and crip Keeper, it's good to good to see you guys, but uh, you're late. Take
1: a lap or donate. Fi- lap donate,
0: donate five dollars. Yeah, donate five dollars. <laughs> <for being late. laughs> um, yeah, that's the thing. Like, there are going to be teams that that have success in the air.
1: Well, they're just not going. They're just going to take those chances now. Yeah. Where before they're like, we're not even going to take the chances because. Two of the three things that can happen are bad.
0: Oh, do I have good news for you, lamb big? Good news for you. My PS5 is is in the mail. It's on its way. And you can stream on Twitch directly from the PS5. Uh, so I think I'm gonna get Madden, and we'll be streaming, streaming some Madden here pretty soon. Within a week or two. Well, I mean, camp's gonna be a pain in the ass. Yeah, to you're now, gonna
1: have tons like, of time to sit around and play video games.
0: Yeah. Um, but I'm sure like, you know, a night or two here or there, I'll play a couple games and and get it fired up. But uh <laughs> this is all in preparation, Dave. We talked about it last night on the nightcap. I got a I got an email from, from PlayStation because Kelsey plays on my account constantly. Um they're like, you know, we value your, uh, your dedication to still playing your shitty PlayStation 4. Uh, so you have a window tomorrow from like 2 to 7 to buy a PS5. And I've had the money put aside forever to buy one. I just haven't like, I'm not going out of my way to track one down. So when they said all I had to do was like click a link and then buy it and they would send <laughs> it to my house. I was like, this is perfect. This is exactly what I've been waiting for when it comes to a PS Five.
1: <laughs>
0: so I've got one on the way.
1: Happy gaming.
0: Yeah, I haven't. I, well, my PS Four got commandeered. It's in Kelsey's room, uh, so she can play Fortnite. Guess what'll
1: happen when the PS Five shows up? No. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> you say that? All she,
0: play, she only plays Fortnite. Like, and it's not any different that game from the PS Four to the PS Five. So, okay, Okay. no, I'm going to be streaming. It's for work, (laughs) right? Like that's a building the Twitch channel to get monetized on Twitch is (laughs) also a business proposition. That is another entity that could possibly be, be paying for all of this, you know, outstanding uh, coverage. Uh, Did the state of South Carolina treat me well? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it did. Found an awesome cheesesteak place. That was. It's in Georgia, but uh, that was great. And like the fat kid I am, I ate there three times in two days. Um, Dave and I have had this conversation. Aaron just doesn't understand. Peter Pan gets a PS five. <laughs> Smack. The so so Aaron has learned how to uh, how to timestamp on YouTube. So he's he's testing himself.
1: We're, we're moving on up.
0: Yeah, we're moving on. Like up.
1: a fully functioning media, multimedia conglomerate now. Right. Maybe we should put a bid in for the the Big Twelve Meteorites.
0: I think we could we could do UC tier three game. Like we could have tier three coverage here.
1: Yeah.
0: I think that would work. I think it would work great. I got some stories today that I want to get to, but I just I can't talk about them.
1: Well, no kidding.
0: <laughs> I know, but I want to because they're funny. Like they're funny stories.
1: All right. So what what what's what's next on your hit list here?
0: Uh, I don't have much, man. I mean, I I was hoping we would get some like uh like what questions you guys have about camp and things that that you're looking to hear from me or hear from Aaron or hear from Dave when he's able to make it out. Um. I was hoping to get like a little segment out of that, but uh, no, I think we have, I think we've zeroed in on a potential co-host for Dave. You know, it's it's a name you guys kind of know from the, the BCJ family. Uh, but I think it'll be really good. So I think we're we're, we're pretty good on that.
1: Yes, ex- excited about the direction that this is going, you know, Threw that out on the Twitter a week or so ago. Did not expect the... Uh, overwhelming. The overwhelming interest. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think we're going to make something happen and, and hopefully be a place for everybody to come listen and, and discuss the games. Not, you know, obviously not immediately after, but, uh, you know,
0: but the next day when you've, you know, slept it off a little bit, feeling a little bit better. And and we'll still have, we'll still have, you know, in, in those special situations.
1: Yeah. I mean, we, you know, we had people asking, you know, like, can you just, can you figure out a way to do it after the game? And, And self, like, this is just being absolutely selfish. Like, after I'm gone all day and Chad's gone all day, like, by the time we finish, Chad finishes his duties covering the team, and by the time I get out of the stadium and get all the way home, like, we're just not in a a great spot to just want to sit down and pump out another, like, two hours worth of content.
0: Um, Yeah, I mean, like, Dad likely
1: because he's tired me likely because I've I've had a couple sodas and my wife probably wants me to spend some time with our son.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I don't mind it. What I think is what I think makes it difficult is like if we're going to we're going to sell it and we're going to like promote it, we need to be able to guarantee that it's going to happen. And the best way to do that is Sunday morning. Yes. Because we don't set kickoff times. Like we don't we don't have control over like if we knew every game was gonna start by 3 30, then maybe Saturday night would be something like you know a, a a nine or ten o'clock Saturday night show to wrap everything up. But games starting at seven o'clock, man, I'm not home until midnight.
1: And, and I'm, like, you know, I'm still watching other games. Like, I want this to be, like, yes, a heavy UC thing, but, like, a college football show, too. Yeah. You know, you do it at 10 o'clock, like, the 8 o'clock, big, big, like, Saturday you night get 80s. live
0: reactions from it.
1: Yeah, but it's still – but, like, I'm watching. Right. You know, it's not fair to to, to the show, to the listeners, Uh cornerback rotation how soon will jq be in the rotation he's already in the rotation yeah
0: i'm interested in the cornerback rotation as well because i i i know what like sometimes i i i and i love justin but sometimes i see what justin writes and it just doesn't match And, and a lot of this like you know justin's reporting and gathering information um I, I, I'm still a, you know, we talk about being a Marvin Lewis disciple in, in one specific way. I see better than I hear. And I saw Arquan Bush taking a hell of a lot of reps at boundary corner in the spring. So if your intention isn't to play him at boundary corner, why, why was he taking so many reps there? Like are we sure are we sure he's gonna be the field guy And, and he might be yeah but i i just i saw a lot of him lining up at the boundary um i and i and i think you're better there like i think todd bumpus is a better you know field option than maybe jaquan shepherd is you're starting boundary corner and and it sounds like Jaquan has had a really good summer. So maybe that changes the equation some from when the spring ended until when camp starts. Um, But I'm very interested in that, that corner rota- rotation as well, because I mean, Taj Ward has got a ton of experience doing a bunch of different things that they've needed him to do as kind of a, a swiss army knife guy but like if you're really turning the page on some of these spots to what's next that would be sammy anderson at the nickel and if you got sammy at the nickel and maybe bumpus at the field and arquan at the boundary now the rotations are a little bit different in terms of who might slot in where um i think it's easy to forget that initially sauce started as a field corner but if you remember back to that 19 season, Kobe struggled some at field or at boundary when they played, you know, when they they moved Kobe to boundary. And then they moved him back to field when Ahmad came on. Then Ahmad moved over to boundary and you know, kind of the rest is history. Kobe was in his comfort zone and um took off. So yeah, I'm really interested in the in the corner rotation. Uh JB, JQ was already in that rotation. Uh, to what extent like where does he fall exactly in terms of getting reps uh we'll get a better feel for that with how he holds up uh out of higher ground over the next month hi jq so yeah corner's fascinating it really is fascinating because there's there's never been a position that was as loaded as that was at cincinnati For the past two years. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So, and and guess what? They go out and give up a 300-yard game to somebody. The next game, you might see something a little different than what you saw the game before also, right?
1: Uh, You might see something different in the second half, depending on how it's going in the first half.
0: Yeah, I mean, and and they have that ability, and there's a lot, there's so much that that needs to be learned in that room.
1: Well, they have they have bodies, yeah. So if things aren't going great, there it's not like a what what you know, people are like, you know, this happens a lot with in basketball. It's like there's nobody else to put in, guys. Like, <laughs> why is this guy getting so many minutes? Because there's nobody else to put in.
0: Well, I like, I just go back to, like, and this, it, this isn't a, a, a shot of either of those guys that I'm about to mention. I go back to before all this started, when the corner duo was Lyndon Stevens and... Grant Coleman. Grant Coleman. Grant Coleman. And, and those two guys were okay. Like, Lyndon Stevens spent a little time in the NFL. It, it wasn't like they were bad. But there was absolutely nothing behind them. So if things weren't going well that day for either one of those guys, there wasn't like, okay, well, this is how we fix it. Or this is, let's at least find out if there's something else we can do. Like that was as thin as the position I think has ever been in my recollection over the last 16 years. Where those two guys were, were, serviceable to solid but then it dropped off to like walk on level after that. And that's not the case now. Now there's there's a bunch of talent in that room. Including a couple other freshmen besides JQ. Mm-hmm. Ken Willis, Callan Carroll. Like there's a lot of talent that they've got to uh to sort through. Best
1: best quarterback Back in that day was serving a stretch.
0: There was a NFL caliber cornerback that should have been on those teams. Let's just leave it at that. He would have fit in real well. No, he wouldn't have fit in real well. No, not at all. No, this group, group. maybe with the last group. Talent wise, (laughs) he would have fit in real well with, with, with those guys. That just left, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine him in the nickel with Sauce and Kobe?
1: He was playing somewhere last year.
0: Yeah, he was supposed to be at uh, Pro Day. Oh, really? Yeah, that was like the the rumblings that he was going to be at Pro Day to like to get in front of the NFL guys. Uh, it, what is he playing in Canada or?
1: No, he was in college last year.
0: Oh. Oh wow! I guess he still had eligibility
1: at, when he at, got out. At, got out of the clink. At Ferris State. Oh wow! Huh. Uh, maybe maybe not last year, but that's where he was the last time okay. I saw anything. Wow! He was there in I think in at least 2020, so maybe not. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, at was at was really really talented.
1: That was my dude.
0: <laughs> um, I mean, I guess that's that's all you guys have for questions.
1: So, uh, I have a I have a quick topic. Okay, what are your thoughts on the? Uh, I guess I would say louder than whispers, starting about a sixteen team playoff. Of course.
0: The Big 10 and the SEC are looking at everybody that turned away all these auto bids and 12 and whatever and they're saying, "All right, look. We're at 16 each. We're going to need to get as many teams into this thing as possible every year." So, yeah, we're going to need we're going to need 16.
1: Kevin Warren's had quite a, quite a turn of, of his uh, opinion from six months ago. (laughs) Right. Right. And, and like, I had a a little bit of a, a post the other day on, on one of the threads and I'm like, I'm all for it. You know what? I'm not worried about this, you know, and I, and I put, we live on a different block now. My old problems are not my new problems.
0: We're still waiting on the house to finish being built, but right. we're moving like, to a new block.
1: It's a new block. It's on a golf course. It's got a nice pool. Nice pool. You know. yeah. It's it's a new and it's, block. and it's in
0: Texas, so you know you can get a pretty nice place for a decent price,
1: right? So <laughs>
0: like,
1: I think we're going to be damn good. So for a while. So, yeah, have 16 teams. I don't care. Right. Like, have 16 at-large bids. Ain't scared. Like, you know, I look at it as UC has been, use whatever analogy you want, punching above their weight, fighting with one arm tied behind their back. Like, I'm looking at it as what situation, whether it's the Big 12 – tv contract or the new playoff format gives them the most amount of money i'm for that yep because they're already as we saw last year and we don't know if it's going to be a a annual thing a semi-annual thing a, a once in a generation thing but they're already As currently constructed at a level where they are better than in competing with 75, 80, 90% of the sport. Yep. And that's with a seventh of the money. Yep. So if if a 16-team playoff gets an insane amount of money. A million
0: dollars a year.
1: (laughs) And the first two rounds... Don't say will be, but you know, maybe, probably will be on campus. If we at least minimum the first round. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, there's there's so many things that just make so much damn sense that I'm just like, why is this stuff so hard? Like the two bowl games that have like truly have like contractual tie-ins are the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl. Yeah. Why don't you just have a 16 team playoff where the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl are the semifinals every year, right? And then you move the national championship around. It can be in Indy, it could be in Miami, it could be in Tampa, you know, whatever. It could be in Atlanta, Phoenix, whatever. But you have, and then you have two rounds of on-campus games, right? That lead up to the semifinals in those two games. And you could have them on January first to appease the Rose Bowl, you know. And I, it's, it just makes too much sense. Um, but like I, and you know, I'm not concerned anymore about the quote, the quote unquote little guy. Like I don't care. Guess what? Guess what? I don't want. I don't want auto bids. And some ten and two American Athletic Conference team that finished twenty third in the in the poll automatically being in the playoff. Things things change. I, I, I don't want that anymore. That's, I'm with that's, you. That's not a true playoff. And Oresco's out there today talking about three. You know, every other sport. You know, the winner of the division or the winner of the conference gets into the playoff. I don't care. Every other sport is uh, – well, in basketball, there's no – yes, the winner of the conference gets into the sport, but it's it's not – you're not looking at those teams as, as being capable of winning the national championship.
0: Butler almost did. George Washington almost did. Yeah, but George,
1: but George Mason. Or George
0: Mason, yeah. George Butler
1: Mason. was, like, not a low seed, though. I'm talking about, like – they were a good team from one of those conferences. If
0: if those St. teams, Saint Peter's, Peter's made a run,
1: they won two games. <laughs>
0: like they beat Kentucky.
1: That they did. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like I'm. I just want the best teams because I think we're going to be one of them. So if it's auto bids or not or sixteen at larges, you know I don't really care. Yeah, I. You know, I just want I want a system that in 12 would be fine or whatever but I think 12 even would be
0: well 12 is just the same number of rounds
1: but with first round buys but it, okay that's my thing like with what Kevin Warren did like you, you didn't want 12 so you're not gonna want 12 again right so this thing's either gonna be the same 8 or 16. Because now he's not as now he's not as hung up on automatic bids, which was which always cracked me well, up. Well, at the
0: time he still had to pretend he was in an alliance.
1: Well, no, but it, that cracked me up because like when is the best team from the the Big Ten wouldn't automatically qualify? Like wouldn't be there if they had at large right. bids?
0: When when is the winner of the Big Ten been thirteenth in the country? Right, they're usually stacking. Four lost teams into the top twelve.
1: Well, just look at last year. Oklahoma would have been in a sixteen team playoff at nine and three, and a right. nine and three that everybody was like, "These guys are are not very good." So does it? On one hand, does it? On one hand, does it maybe dilute the regular season a little bit when you can say like a nine and three Big Ten I, team? I hate, team.
0: That. I hate that. I hate that. I do that. too. I, hate I do
1: I hate too because I'm going to take. It. Hate it. I'm going to take, take the other side because I'm going to say no. It doesn't because it means that in November, like 30 to 35 teams still have a shot to make the playoff. Right. And outside of maybe the one sixteen game, like. You probably are getting pretty competitive games all the way through, or at least right. fun games. Like, everybody's right. worried about these blowouts. Like, you're not going to get, sure, you're going to get blowouts, but you get blowouts every week. But, like, would you rather play, like, if you're Alabama last year and you're the one seed, would you rather play, you know, nine and three Oklahoma, who, who you know at least has the talent? They're just no, they just weren't playing right. good for it or like the auto the auto bid team from the mac or something like
0: yeah right
1: so i, I just it, and we still have four years like this even if they vote on you know even if they come to a consensus on this it's not starting this like this isn't to replace the existing playoff this is to start a new right and after in 25 26 season.
0: Now they're going to have to bid out the TV contract and da 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 da
1: da. Yeah, which will be God, just unbelievable.
0: You get 15 additional college football games essentially, or, well, what, 12 additional college football games with everything on the line? Ooh. Yeah. And like, what does Alabama look like in an, uh, in a, an extended playoff last year without Michi and Jameson Williams. Jameson Williams. Like they're vulnerable, vulnerable to a lot of people at that, at that point. Like maybe they get smacked in the second round by some, you know, uh, uh, what? Four or five. It would be like an eight, Nine.
1: Eight nine, yeah, in a sixteen team thing.
0: Maybe you get an eight nine game, an eight nine team, and we've seen this a million times before. Like their quarterback got hurt the first couple weeks, so they lost a game or two. You're talking about like
1: you're talking about like you know I think they would have been a little bit higher, but like you're talking about like a hot Clemson team or whoever doesn't win the Big Ten East or whatever. You know they're not going to have divisions anymore, like a Penn State. But like the best Big Ten team that doesn't make the, the conference championship is is going to be in probably that probably be higher than eight nine yeah but eight. they'd be in that range
0: and yeah six seven eight like yeah,
1: the, te- the the SEC West team that doesn't make the SEC championship oh Shit, sometimes
0: they're third
1: <laughs> true Texas A and M was what fifth yeah
0: yeah. Um. But no, I like, yeah, give me 16. Sure. Give me 32. I don't care.
1: I don't care. Yeah, I'm just looking to how we get the most money. Yeah. Because I think, like, sell it. Like, if you, like, the two teams playing in the Big 12 championship game moving forward are probably going to be in the top 16.
0: Pretty good chance. I mean, last year they were they were both there. Like
1: last year they were both in the top like eight or whatever.
0: Well, I mean, but then a team loses.
1: Yeah. How far still, do they fall I mean, back? They were still the loser, Oklahoma State was still ahead of uh Oklahoma. Yeah.
0: But I'm just like the team that loses is gonna fall back some, but there's a pretty good chance they're still in the 16.
1: Yeah, because they're gonna fall back some, but all those teams behind them aren't playing in their conference championship, right? The vast majority of them aren't. So it's not like they're going to just jump teams that aren't playing and didn't even make their conference championship ahead of, right? You know, a one, you know, a one loss. I mean, if you've got two losses and then you lose your conference championship, you're probably yeah. Three is going to
0: be tough.
1: But still, I mean, I'll take my chances that ten and two with a loss in the conference championship k- keeps you in that situation, right?
0: for sure
1: but it's, um, uh, it's it's funny that that's all of a sudden that they've had you know they've they, they, all these meetings have been scheduled apparently they're not like these random pop-up things they were in Utah or something in may and apparently oh every this is the best it's been like we're, we're in agreement on oh you know so many things and it's like oh yeah no kidding
0: shocking how that works isn't it hmm Uh, When is Fickle allowing John Williams out of the doghouse? John Williams is not in the doghouse. James Tunstall won the job and has not only had a good end of the season last year, but also been very good this spring and summer. So um, I think there's – John Williams is is going to play a lot of football at UC. He's not in the doghouse. He's a – Aerospace engineer major. Like, what is he in the doghouse for? What has he done, really, to get in the doghouse,
1: Dave? I, I You would know better than me. More importantly, what's a doghouse called in aerospace? I don't dog know. House? A
0: doghouse? In, in space? I don't know. I don't know that a house for a dog would be a thing in space. I don't know. Uh, uh, Yeah, but uh, uh, making a bad play and someone moving ahead of you on the depth chart is not being in the doghouse. Like, dog station? (laughs) Yeah, a dog station. (laughs) He's not in the doghouse. He just
1: got passed. Dog Sputnik?
0: I love that you guys really embrace the stupidity sometimes. Um, no, he didn't play after the Indiana game, but it, w- it wasn't because he was in the doghouse. It was because
1: James Another, another guy was playing better.
0: Won the job. Um, PFF ranked off-ball linebackers. This, I, I hate this. Off-ball, on-ball linebackers, off-ball linebackers. I mean, it's such a dumb, like, distinction. Can we just, can we go to middle linebacker and outside linebackers again?
1: Sam, Will, and Mike. Yeah. That they had, they had good names they were easy to identify, quality, quality kids from you know, GCL program. I've made this adjustment
0: marks. to field and boundary for everything. Can we do we have to keep inventing new things for things to be called? That's all,
1: yeah, because you got to sound smart, right? <laughs> be the lingo.
0: Um. Ivan Pace, number five. Deshaun Pace, number 24. To that, I'll just say, come
1: on. I think one is too too high. I think one one is in the place. is too low. I I, think they should. I think they should. I'm not saying they should be switched. I think they should just be closer together. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I couldn't tell you another linebacker in the country without reading the article. So I can't tell you. (laughs) I can't tell you whether. It's right or wrong on its face, uh, but it—that's a—that's a pretty, you know. Hey, if he plays like the fifth ranked ranked linebacker in the country, U.C.'s defense going to be in a pretty good spot.
0: Off ball, off ball.
1: Yes, off ball linebacker.
0: He's not. He's, he's he doesn't play on the ball.
1: The thing that cracks me up about that, and I probably don't even know a hundred percent to where I would probably say something and it would be wrong. So I'd make myself look like an idiot. Like how many people, like what's the percentage of people reading that actually know what an on ball versus off ball linebacker is?
0: Well, it's PFF. So it's supposed to be for the nerds, right?
1: Still like,
0: well, I'm just saying like, that's, that's, that's them talking like in their mind, that's them talking to their base.
1: Yeah. You can't just say like, here's like the top 25 linebackers.
0: Well, outside linebackers.
1: Right. right. Well, no, because there's on-ball and off-ball. So you're even differentiating between those two positions. No,
0: because Ivan Pace plays weak side linebacker and Deshaun Pace plays strong side linebacker.
1: Well, then, then the article is... The
0: only thing says, that's not listed is middle linebackers. Right?
1: I thought there was an on-ball and an off-ball.
0: Right, outside linebackers are off the ball. Middle linebacker is on the ball. That's, I guess, I think that's my understanding. I mean, exactly. If I'm wrong, like somebody let me know.
1: I'm making myself just my point that I just made.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sam Will and Mike. Sometimes they make it harder than it needs to be.
0: Yes, the field and and, and boundary thing. At least that's like easy to explain. Right. Like,
1: yeah, you just look at this, the, the big part of the field, the, marks. the skinny part of the field.
0: Right. That's the field over here with all this space out here.
1: All of the field.
0: And then this over here is the boundary because it's close to the sideline. At least that's easy. Yeah. I was okay with that change in the lexicon because it wasn't too difficult. What, what are you guys doing tomorrow, Dave? What's the fam doing?
1: Uh, Rachel's dad's coming down okay. to visit. So we're just hanging out.
0: You, you, want, you want to come meet up?
1: Uh, probably not. Okay. <laughs> where, where are we meeting up?
0: Uh, the Florence Freedom.
1: Oh, no. I'm not bringing my hellion three year old to, to that.
0: That's actually the perfect place to bring him. Like, have you ever been there?
1: No, I don't even like baseball.
0: Yeah, they have a huge park, and you can just <laughs> drink beer and let him play like down the left field line in this park.
1: You make it sound so simple. Yeah, just let him roam down there by himself with all the well, other. Yeah, things. there's
0: fences, and he'll make friends and yeah, just uh-huh. play for three hours.
1: No, very controlled environment for him.
0: All right. Well, if you're if, if you're listening and you're not doing anything. It's uh, Bearcats night at the Florence Freedom game. I'll be there. Uh, The basketball team will be there. Uh, A bunch of people from the coaching staff. I don't know if there's any football people that are going to be there. Um, But it it sounds like it'll be a pretty fun evening. uh, Very informal setting with the Florence Freedom. Uh, Pretty cool park and cheap beer. And I'll be there. I think Kelly and Kelsey are going to come after uh, Kelsey gets done with volleyball practice. So uh, if you're not doing anything, come check it out. It'll be fun. And tomorrow is uh, the last day of summer activities for the basketball team. And then they get a couple weeks off before the start of school. And uh, so the, the focus is going to pretty much... Entirely be on football outside of, you know, some recruiting stuff. Um, do we get a decision from Isaiah Collier here in the next couple of weeks? He started his Michigan visit today. <clears throat> I, I need you guys to do me a favor, right? Please. Can we stop policing? Like, well, I didn't see that on the board, but you talked about it on the podcast. So, like, I I mentioned in a podcast, I mentioned on Monday, some things about Isaiah Collier that I said like two weeks ago on the board. (laughs) Well, can can you write everything on the board that you say on the podcast? Well, most of the stuff I say on the podcast has been on the board in some way, shape, or form. The only thing we've done a little bit different is me giving my player thoughts like specific game evaluations when I'm on the road. So that I don't have to stay up until four o'clock in the morning writing and then waking up at eight o'clock in the morning and going back to the gym. I promise you're getting all of the information, 90, 95% of the information on the board before you're getting it on the podcast. Yes. I promise. Uh, I don't know. You got anything else? You guys got anything else? Anything you want us to uh, discuss here at the end of the show?
1: Uh I want to know a little bit about who the new bond villain that the basketball team offered today. What, what do you know about him?
0: Uh he's been uh like a a manager practice guy. No,
1: the guy from Arizona what junior college.
0: Oh, the guy they just offered.
1: Yes. He's got the uh, Bond I, villain name.
0: Yeah, I don't know a ton about him yet. Um I know he's a guy that uh, obviously, with the, the recruitment of Davion Thomas, they have spent some time at JUCO events uh, over the past couple weeks. And when you spend time at JUCO events, obviously, you find some guys that you like. Um, I was actually texting with a source about him. Uh, Yaxel, Lindenborg.
1: I'm going to go, yeah, Excel Lindeborg.
0: Yeah, Lindeborg. There's no There's no second in. Lindeborg. Interest um, from Oregon, Cincinnati X. Uh, offers from Memphis, Houston. You know, a guy that... Uh, uh, a Juco guy, 12 points, 11 boards, one and a half blocks a game. Uh, doesn't look like much of a shooter, but... Um, as we've talked about, this is uh, this is a, a team that's not going to have a ton of rim protection going forward. So if you can get a guy that can rebound and block some shots uh, potentially on a roster that's going to need six, seven, eight players next year, um, you look into it. So I think yeah. that's, it, it's kind of I don't know that he's a priority yet at this point, but he's a guy that they've evaluated a couple times, times uh, that they at least wanted to like throw their hat in the ring on. So yeah, that's what I know about him so far. I'm still, I'm getting nearer to starting the, the hot board. And this is a name that'll, that'll be on it when I get it started. Uh, which Bond movie, Dave?
1: Oh, Octopussy. Um, I mean, I'm a big, big Bond fan. Yeah. Uh, I think it would be more of like one of the newer. Seems like a newer Bond villain. Yaxel
0: um, Lindenborg. Lindenborg. Yeah,
1: like uh, a Spectre, or a no, you know, even in No Time to Die, maybe Die Another Day. Um we'll go with one of the the newer the newer versions very very interested to see who the next bond is it's like Wait, the there, one...
0: there's there's gonna be a new bond Finally? yeah da-
1: Daniel Craig uh, I don't think I'm spoiling it for anybody died in the last bond uh, if you yeah. have not seen no time to die it's only been out for like over a year so um favorite
0: actually... bond is easy right what's that Favorite Bond is easy, right?
1: Uh, Daniel Craig. Really? Oh, he was he was awesome. Yeah.
0: You're not a Sean Connery guy?
1: No, I am. Um, but I, I he w- he would be either second or third. I thought Pierce Brosnan was really good too.
0: Pierce Brosnan was really good. I didn't see any of the Daniel Craig ones. I don't really again. I don't really watch movies anymore.
1: Bond is pretty much the only. Like I'm pretty sure I have seen two movies. Maybe three, and I'm just forgetting. But like, the last two movies I can remember actually seeing in the theater was Spectre and No Time to Die. Okay. So I I only <laughs> in the last however many years I've I've heard been... I need
0: to go see this Top Gun in the oh, theater yeah. before. I, do, I
1: I I agree. I've heard that. All my friends say it's. Uh, um. Yes, yeah, Daniel Craig had a very. Interesting character arc from like the beginning to the end of of his run, um, as Bond. So like he's like the only Bond that like actually got the shit beat out of him. Whereas like before, it'd be like Bond is taking on nineteen guys at one time and like one punch doesn't have any scratches or you know anything like that. So uh,
0: what do you what do you think on this tape? Pierce was a good Bond in the worst movies.
1: They weren't they weren't great, although I, I'm I'm a little partial to those movies just because like that's when the Bond video game came out and you got to play like Proximity Minds in the uh, yeah. you know in whatever. Um, <laughs>
0: still top three video game of all time, Goldeneye.
1: It's pretty awesome.
0: I yeah. I played thousands of hours of goldeneye
1: yeah goldeneye is a gr- a great great game
0: um thousands of hours of goldeneye
1: but yeah like uh i like no um die another day i thought it was an, it was okay with pierce um i'm trying to think but yeah they're they were just kind of they were just like very i don't know cookie cutter yeah, kind of. Yeah, they kind of fit into like what Lambig talked about was like these other like po- posh bonds. Like he just like n- nothing bad ever happened to the guy, except the one scene where he was getting his uh, his family jewels. Really, you know, which that that was a uh, oh, no. That was Daniel Craig too. i um, see like he's he just got the crap beat out of him in like almost every movie. Which made it which made him I think a, a more li- realistic likable character but yeah Goldeneye was was good
0: Goldeneye was his only decent movie Jason said.
1: one of my favorite bonds uh movies is I'm trying to'm th- drawing a to blank on the name H- has Connery um is it even technically like a Bond movie, but they had this I don't think it's technically a Bond movie. They had this wild video game where you're like across from another player. Like, this rich guy had this video game where you're like shooting and it electrocutes your hands as you like take over countries. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm not doing a great job of it. Right, right. that, but I can't I- I can't remember for the life of me the name the name of that one, but um, yes, never say never again. See, Jason, Jason's a big uh, must be a big Bonder like me. Where where did Chad Chad just left us Aaron?
0: I I never know what he's doing over there. It's I just never, <laughs> never know what he's doing over
1: there. It's like it's like uh, mom and the meatloaf. I don't even know what she's doing back there. That was the reference. Yeah. Just gets up and leaves his own show. Don't mind me just trying to do extra <laughs> timestamps here. <laughs> I'll, hear, I'll ask Jason, who do you so, want to be who do you want to be the next boss? I think he's back.
0: So I'm back. So sorry. The the dogs uh I have a door, like one of the doors. If there's anybody else opens a door in the house, it pushes open one of the doors to my office. And the window in of my office is right at the dog's like eye level. And they love to come into my office, lift up the, the shades and bark at whatever's outside the window. So I looked down and the dogs had kind of pushed the door open and they were coming in to bark at the window. So I had to corral the dogs so that they didn't take over the the broadcast.
1: Yeah. Well that was that's good because we were in some very important deep James Bond talk.
0: Yeah. I mean you guys you guys are deep on the bond.
1: Just nerd just nerding out hard. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Tom Hardy's Tom Hardy's a good one. I'm I'm partial to uh to Charlie, and I don't even know how you say his last name, Hunnam. He was like Jax Teller from Sons of Anarchy. I would like to see mm-hmm. him be the next Bond. How about Id- like uh... Idris Alba had a lot of heat behind his name like a year or two ago, but I just don't. I don't know where it's where that's gone.
0: Can we get the Rock as Bond? <laughs>
1: I don't think The Rock quite fits the, uh, the 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 character profile.
0: I think he could, you know, just have to have to stop lifting for a little while. Like, yes,
1: yeah, so I'm this uh, international man of mystery. That's six five two hundred and sixty five pounds. Every, everybody instantly notices me as soon as I step into a room.
0: What, what do you think? Need to go young. Find a new untapped young. I mean, they've done that many times before, right? <laughs> Jason Statham. <laughs> just... uh, all right, yeah. I think I think we're about out of uh, about uh, out yeah.
1: Of game uh, are we Are we going to watch Pac Media Day tomorrow to see what George has to I'll, say?
0: I'll follow along. I don't uh, know. Uh, uh, the, uh, the,
1: the, the defenders finally don't have anything else to write. I mean. I had oh, a little I had a little look, fun they're coming
0: me. they're coming heavy tomorrow day. I had
1: a little fun with Buddy the other night. On Milner the, or, on or the whatever tour. yeah
0: yeah the here here's what I don't get like that guy that guy got a ton of like juice by breaking USC
1: and is it on and the, UCLA network probably <laughs> probably <laughs> So no one will be able to watch.
0: Yeah. Um, he got a ton of juice by breaking the 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 news that those two schools were leaving for the Big Ten. And then he's just like pissed it all away by uh, going gullet deep on the, the Pac-12 for the next two weeks, three weeks, month, whatever it's been. The
1: Pac-12 survival guide,
0: 7.0. Yeah, I mean... Holy shit, I guess, like,
1: my thing is, like, it's so much, so much spilled ink for no reason because, so, say these numbers that we're hearing from ESPN and their offer of, like, whatever, 24 and a half million is is somewhat true. Like, one, it's an exclusive negotiating window. ESPN is not negotiating against anybody. Why would they give them more money than that? Right. So, you know, two... Of course, you know, again, why would the Pac 12 sign up for that? Of course, they would take it to market. But if the other networks are hearing that that's in the range of what they're offering, like, I can't imagine somebody else is like, oh my God, we got to get them so bad that we're going to give them like $15 million more than the ESPN was willing to give them. Right. So whether that number is, is truly accurate or not, Like, ESPN was obviously going to lowball them because they're not negotiating against anybody else. But that number is going to get out there. And, like, I'm – I think from a Big 12 standpoint, we want Fox to gobble up as much Big Ten content as they can. Um, They're already at, like, 61%. Ownership of the Big Ten Network—they they're obviously going, you know, all in. All in. They're going to have you know, Big new Kickoff is a huge thing now. Grabbing UCLA and USC, like so, you know, them going even more in on the Big Ten, whether we like it or not, like puts pressure on. ESPN, NBC, CBS, whoever that might be, to to possibly pay more or, or get well, more. Well, like
0: if, if ESPN lost the Big Ten,
1: like yeah, there's just there's talk that like they might lose the they might not have any Big Ten.
0: And that's a like if you watch ESPN, especially early windows, the noon and three thirty windows. Oh my god! All this
1: is Purdue versus Minnesota,
0: right? Like that's a giant chunk of their content.
1: Well, how many ABC games have been white out at Penn State? Right. Uh, Night game at Ohio State. Night game at Wisconsin. Like, so, yeah, I mean, you know, we've talked about, like, NBC coming on as, like, a shoulder programming with the Big 12. I wouldn't be surprised if NBC, NBC came on as shoulder programming for the Big 10.
0: And guess who else has NBC? Yeah. saying mean, i'm not saying i mean you could you, just you know the
1: big 10 could have big noon kickoff
0: everybody welcome in conference realignment expert oh, yes oh. dave simone
1: well oh, glad to be back glad to be back
0: i forgot appreciate, appreciate I you guys bringing, you on, bringing me yeah.
1: bringing you on bringing me on again <laughs> i love coming on your show <laughs> it's,
0: it's almost like it's your show too these days
1: you know, we should anything. get
0: you your own show, like Sundays. You know,
1: you know Monday I mornings. That might be a decent idea. I don't know. We have no idea what we're going to call it yet. But
0: conference realignment expert Dave Simone.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> conference realignment brought to you by expert Dave Simone.
1: Yes, it'd be like those, uh you know, the gardening show you hear on the radio right. and on the weekend, right. or like the money yeah. market, like yeah, uh, exactly. investment shows.
0: Yeah, paid programming.
1: But yeah, it's going to, like, you know, the Big Ten is supposedly going to have an announcement-ish thing in the next couple weeks. It sounds like they're just kind of closing that out. So it's going to be interesting. You know, if if ESPN totally loses out on the Big Ten, there's no content, what does that do with the Pac-12? Like, do they? Does ESPN still want it even without USC and UCLA, and, and for what value? And if I'm one of but these know, other, like we
0: think we know, Fox has washed their hands of the big. Yeah, two, but, but like if 12, I'm
1: right? if I'm CBS, like, am I going from the SEC game of the week to the to the Pac-12? Ooh. They're like going to be my big property. Yeah. Without UCLA and USC. right I don't know seems 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 like an odd uh business strategy, but I mean
0: that it does I,
1: it doesn't say I mean doesn't sound like the guy's gonna be like breaking any news tomorrow, but like I think it'll just be interesting to see what what's the tone you know what's the is he gonna pull a I mean Kevin Warren like Practically, like spiked the ball and did a touchdown dance on the Pac-12 the other day. When he talks <laughs> about like if teams are leaving your conference, you have bigger issues. Not wrong. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like he he didn't exactly like you know like apparently him and George haven't spoken since since the uh, since he shanked him and took his two best teams. Well, yeah, because he shanked him. Yeah.
0: What, what are they going to talk about?
1: uh of the four talked about schools, would you you know the Colorado, Utah and the Arizonas, would you prefer all four just two or none? besides trying to destroy the pack 12 are you interested in the – I don't okay so are you interested in the markets competition or do you not want to thin the pot?
0: So I think I'll all start about the
1: same. I'll start with the one part I don't care about markets. Can you play football? Um now I'm not the one doing the deals. I'm not the one telling you that like this is the whole the whole argument that I that I've had with these Pac-12 folks. It's like, yeah, but the Bay Area. Well, hey, right, you got the Bay Area. How many people are watching Stanford and Cal games? Like, is it
0: E40 calling your games?
1: Does it like is it and we've done this rant before, but like is it markets or is it brands? You can't you can't say it's brands. For Oregon and Washington, but markets for Arizona, Arizona State, and the Bay Area. Right. <clears throat> um I mean, if I'm just looking from a football standpoint, like I'll take Utah and Arizona. Arizona's not great, but like
0: they're usually pretty solid.
1: Arizona State's a dumpster fire right now. Who knows what that's gonna be in the coming years. You think? Um So, you know, I'll take them all because... But at the same time, like, I'll take them all because they fit. And, you know, it does. It takes... It just destroys the conference. So...
0: There's no somebody, bouncing back if they lose four.
1: No. There's no... There's really no bouncing back if, if they lose one.
0: I know. But four is your dead.
1: Because, like, if they lose one... Other like and that's the that's the other thing that just cracks me up is like the Wilner guy made keeps making this point of like Big 12 fans taking pride in that nobody wants your teams. Uh and I'm like nobody wants
0: your teams either.
1: I'm like, but yeah, but like you know, and I that's why I responded with like the goal is not dying. Right. Yes, maybe there are teams in the Pac-12 that are more valuable or more, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, like, more coveted, but all the other Pac-12 teams know that. So why would they sign up for something right? where they know at any point, like, yeah, great. We're all... We're better than you, but at a moment's notice, this one guy in our friend group can just be like, piss off, I'm gonna go join this yeah, other you're friend, out, group. right? Yeah, so, so is that really that much better? Like, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, but I'm just looking at it again, back to what we were talking about with the playoff, it's a money thing. Like, if the Pac 12 is gone, somebody, some network. Has a whole lot of content that they need filled.
0: Faux (laughs) show.
1: I mean, Um, how how many times will George talk academics? I hope none, because he would be being disingenuous. Like I kind of liked how, you know, Kevin Warren didn't like beat around the bush and was like, "Yeah, if we add, if we add programs, it'll be because of money." (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like. I didn't come here to play school. No, I, <laughs> you know, Kevin I, Warren. I, uh, what was that? Uh,
1: Carnell Jones.
0: Carnell Jones. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't come here to play school.
1: So, I, like, I don't really think. you know, this still is. A lot of this is still in like Notre Dame's court. Sure. and I, you know, I'm not convinced that even if they make a decision, like if I'm the Big Ten and Notre Dame says in two months, in two years, whatever, yeah, I'm going to come join. Why do you have to bring anybody else with them?
0: Uh, Uneven numbers makes for weird scheduling, I think, is the biggest concern there, right? Like you need it. You don't have to have it even, but it just makes life a little easier if it's
1: even. It makes it easier, but I guess my point is like if you've got Notre Dame and Ohio State and USC and Michigan and Penn State, Wisconsin, I'll throw, Iowa, I'll throw, I'll throw UCLA in there from a from a basketball standpoint to go with your Indiana and Michigan State and um, like is like – do you really need another another school to just make scheduling easier? When the likelihood is that that then strips down the money that each school gets, right? Because if the if that other school was that damn valuable, they'd be in the big the Big Ten. <clears throat> yeah, I mean and, that's
0: kind of that's kind of the thing, right? Like, if the Big Ten wanted to end the Pac-12, it would have already. Been dead.
1: Yeah, like you're obviously waiting for Notre Dame.
0: Yes, like it, if they wanted to go USC, UCLA, Stanford, Cal,
1: they would have.
0: They could have done that, but
1: it's more. It's they, they're. They'd rather wait and see what happens to get Notre Dame than to get two other teams and then maybe right not or.
0: Stanford is the play, and you only do that when you get Notre Dame, or if sure. you get Notre Dame,
1: yeah. Because I mean, keeps,
0: Freeman keeps... talked today about like how important independence is to Notre Dame, blah 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 blah. Like,
1: I get it. Yeah, Whatever. It's... Yeah, I'm still um, convinced that they do anything, and and certainly not like. In the near future, I could be right dead wrong. I just I just don't know. I don't s- see what's changed. Like what's changed to force them? The playoff hasn't changed. Um you know, they were right on the doorstep of making the playoff last year with a loss. They're recruiting at an incredibly high level. They're playing games in right, Las Vegas, uh, you know, other main major metropolitan areas that they would not be playing games in if they joined a conference. Uh, you know, so I just I don't I still don't know what is what has happened that is making them go other than if they and that's the other thing like. Yeah, the Big 10 gets a billion dollar a year TV deal. But like if Notre Dame comes somewhat close to that, you know, in their share, like why do they need to go join up and play game play a bunch of games against Minnesota and Purdue, they already play Purdue kind of, but like Minnesota, Purdue, Indiana, Nebraska, Rutgers, Maryland like how does that how is that good for notre dame and what they what they find to be important
0: yeah but if all you can get 75 and you go to the big 10 and that pushes it uh you know 110
1: they're only getting like 15 now
0: i know you think they don't want 115 over 75
1: well yeah but 75 would be a lot closer than. Yeah, I know. I mean, if they went for, if they took a $50 million jump in their yearly annual payout in their next TV deal, I think, I think that allows them to kind of continue to do what they're doing. No, that's,
0: that's fair. I I got a new segment for you, Dave. What's that? Favorite story of the week. Okay. I have a favorite story of the week. Okay. Did you see today that the best name in college football uh, signed a new NIL deal?
1: Boogie Nights? No. For Boogie Night?
0: DeColdest Crawford.
1: Oh, okay, yeah.
0: As the new spokesperson for a uh, heating and cooling company in in. Lincoln, Nebraska. I like
1: it. I do, not think <laughs> he, I do not think he has the best name in college football, though. Okay. I mean, it's
0: in terms of NIL. I mean, it's pretty good.
1: Boogie Knight.
0: Yeah, Boogie Knight is pretty good.
1: I mean, I can think of a couple websites that might be willing to pay him some money.
0: I don't think you're allowed to use those websites for NIL. <laughs> I mean, after college, he might, he might, <laughs> he might have something going on. But I mean, this is what NIL like at, at its peak. This is what NIL is supposed to be, right?
1: Aaron, I'm not a specialist. I'm an expert.
0: Expert. Realignment expert. David Simone. You can't, it's hard to find good help these days.
1: I mean. How are people supposed to trust m- what I'm saying if, if I'm only a specialist? <laughs> I mean, there's lots of specialists. There's only so many experts.
0: Right. Specialists are a dime a dozen. You got to get your degree, I guess, in realignment, which I'm pretty sure you have.
1: I have multiple degrees in realignment.
0: Yeah. Real there we go. Realignment <laughs> expert. He unstarred the other one too. Good work, Eric. Good work. But uh yes. yeah, my, my favorite story of the week is uh DeColdis Crawford uh becoming the new spur- spokesperson for SOS heating and cooling.
1: I like it. That's outstanding. I'm telling you, man, Nebraska's not great on the field, but they might be the kings of the nil because their fans just they care so much about the program like
0: that they do that they do all right i think we're done here we made it to two. i don't know how the hell we made it to two hours i thought we were done
1: a half hour ago we talked about some bond
0: yeah and then we let you get into you know some realignment talk ahead i
1: of, did some some experting yeah yeah, General, General
0: Booty. General Booty's a great name.
1: General Booty's a, a good name. Um Arkansas actually has uh
0: Bumper Pool. Was bumper that his name? Pool,
1: bumper Pool. I think so.
0: I mean that that's that's an easy NIL, right like I
1: think, I think he's still there.
0: Especially in a place like by Fayetteville, they've got that lake that has all the like lake houses. Like yeah. How are you not? How are you not selling bumper pool sets to all those places where people go to stay?
1: That's his real weekend. name too.
0: Yeah, that's his real name.
1: Bumper James Morris Pool.
0: Yep. Get the nil deals done.
1: That's
0: right. Aaron is is, is just losing his mind on these uh, timestamps oh, today. Just, Imagine okay. if you sponsored the timestamp. Oh my god! You, I mean. We would have mentioned you. You would have had like seventeen you,
1: you times. Have, today. You have more ad reads than the uh, than the, than the title sponsor. <laughs> like, do you do an ad read for every
0: for every, every time time stamp. Stamp? So do you every do they stamp. pay
1: by the timestamp?
0: Nope, they just pay by the episode.
1: See, you're gonna get yourself into trouble with our title sponsors then.
0: Luckily, we do a lot for the Grail in our title sponsorship. Well, I'm,
1: I'm working on some some sponsorships for the for the new show. I know you are. We, we need to talk about the... We need to have a, a meeting about the financials of this new show and, <laughs> and, the, and the sponsorships that I'm working on. Hey, you sell
0: sponsorships, you get a large majority of the sponsorships. I just need to pay the taxes on it.
1: Do I get a large majority of the new show? Content. I mean, it's your show. I can't pay myself. Dave's
0: morning after show.
1: <laughs> Sponsored by the morning after pill.
0: <laughs> Sponsored by Trojan. <laughs> oh, well, man. I, I just got That's a, a great place to I, You're in.
1: still on the pod?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you need to go.
1: <laughs> that's a, that's a idea.
0: all right well great show today dave as always uh appreciate your conference realignment expertise true I'll romance it, oh no i trust me I, I used to i used to work a true romance gig every year at their warehouse when they would do the warehouse sale and i would just get to walk out with like a whole basket full of uh Goodies.
1: Apparatuses. Tourists.
0: Apparatuses. <laughs> That's the end. We'll see you next time. It's the VCJ podcast brought to you by the Holy Grail right here on BearGutJournal.com. Bye-bye.